think we're good, right? We should start it. Me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, hey guys, welcome back to Intrusive Thoughts Only. Yay! <laughs> and it's me, Brian, and and I'm Christine. And I don't know if y'all can tell, but I am a little sick, but I am wearing a mask. So yeah. This thing's safe. If I sound weird, it's because I'm sick. Mm -hmm. But uh, today we have a another guest. Yay! Hey, my name is Robinson. Hello. And mm -hmm. do you wanna like you share your grade, major, and favorite vegetable? Okay, so I'm a sophomore. I'm majoring in biology with a minor in business. I'd say my favorite vegetable is probably purple cabbage. It's so good. Oh, oh. I love purple cabbage actually. Purple cabbage is great. great. Yeah. I had it yesterday. I had it yesterday as well. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, I guess what today today we're talking about burnout. Yeah, burnout and like friendships. Yeah, friendships. it's gonna be yeah. it's great. We're it's probably not gonna be. Um, what was I saying? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna publish this during spring break, but it's recording right the day before. Yeah, spring the Friday break. before. Yeah, so it's perfect timing for talking about burnout. Um, I feel like this time of year, everyone's like burnt out and like. I'm doing fine. <laughs> oh. That's why I thought this topic was like perfect. <laughs> I was like, your work ethic is like kind of crazy. Like yeah. you have so I, much work. I but wouldn't like, say it's that crazy. I would just say I, I'm very careful about the way I select my course load so that I don't, like, kill myself. But, like, even even that, like, for other people, I feel like your 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 workload is, like, extreme. Really? Yeah. Like, okay, OCAM is, like, my only hard class. Everything else is just, like, okay. But, yeah, I do put a lot of work into OCAM. It's my favorite class. Yeah. Well, I think on average, you know, nah, yeah, on average, I think STEM majors probably are are you know dealing with crazy courses right yeah. even though yeah. it might not seem like it to us um but yeah even doing like 12 hours can be kind of brutal 12 hours is brutal it's brutal. <laughs> you gotta take a fluff class like i'm taking the, my music class i just i spend 30 minutes like a, a week doing homework i don't do shit mm -hmm. yeah but i don't know aren't you you're Christine, you're doing like 16 hours, right? I'm taking, I think it's 17. 17? 17? Yeah. How? It's because, I don't, it's because I was like, I don't know. I'm taking like, like three, three, three hour ones, one four hour one, and then one, th another three hour one. Wait, hold on. I'm crazy. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm taking like two labs, but like one of them is like four hours. Like it counts as four hours. Two yeah. labs? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think yeah. your work ethic is crazy. You are the crazy but one. I, but I, I feel like I experience a lot more burnout than you. Sometimes I just like sit at my desk and like procrastinate for hours before I can like actually oh, get work done. Same. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like my motivation or like I think getting started is the worst part. For real. When I'm trying to do homework. But once, if I can like start it, it gets so much easier. It's so tough. Hmm, okay, well, here's something to think about. How much time do you guys, like, just not do shit in one day? Like, how much time do you spend being unproductive? At least a couple hours. Like, four. Maybe yeah. four. Yeah. Huh, okay, because I want to huh. say, like... <laughs> okay, so excluding sleep, I want to say, like, I spent at least six hours. Like, I don't know. You guys are, like, really putting me up on a really high pedestal, but, like, I feel like 
I, I take a generous amount of time off to just be on my phone or just like play with my dog or something. I think, well, something interesting that I, I like think about or I saw a while ago is like how how concentrated you are while you're doing work. Yeah. It's like it's like how deep of a focus you can get and how efficient you are when you start oh, working. I see. Is also something like to consider. The grind set. Yeah. Yeah. I so, feel like with you, it's like when you start working, you're like working hard. Yeah. But like when you're not working, it's like pure relaxation. So it's like you're not it's not like that half half work, half not where you're like still stressed. And I feel like that's I feel like doing the half work half not is what like starts the burnout because like you're like I always see. working but you're but it's not enough to get stuff done so yeah. you, you just feel like you're never really catching up to where you need to be yeah and you're never really relaxing either oh i see yeah i i think my strat is to kill myself for like eight hours <gasps> and then once the hard part's over i'm done free like i can just do whatever the hell i want mm-hmm. i think ooh, one thing i tried to implement like uh, earlier in this year was trying to do like a I'd like set a timer to, to do homework and then once that timer finishes <laughs> I'd be like I'd take a break <laughs> but I haven't I haven't done it recently so it kind of honestly it works pretty well but um, I, I just I just you know couldn't keep doing it yeah. so you know for me I think setting a allotted time to do stuff isn't productive or it's not productive but it isn't efficient mainly because like you're kind of like expecting yourself to work I guess for a certain amount of time whereas I think with me I make an objectives list like I I set out to complete five objectives per day Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it could be shorter than five but the max is five Um, I mean I'm not always successful at completing all five but like I get pretty darn close each time I think that's the best way of going about it Taking notes. <laughs> Taking <laughs> notes. Yeah, what do you what do you do, Christine? What's your Um to be honest, I do have a to do list and it's like prioritized in the, like the order that I need to do it like most. And I try at least to get one a day. Like I sometimes one is like a big task, you know? It's just like if I like get enough done in a day, I like I feel okay to like play games or like do something <laughs> else. Do you guys ever like beat yourselves up over not getting enough stuff done? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I think it it's like I always have a lot of stuff on my to-do list. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to use today and surely I'll be able to get to to this assignment. But and then most times it actually just doesn't happen and <laughs> I I'm like, ugh, I have to do it tomorrow. I it's see. really it's really disappointing. I feel like I have like an immediate to-do list and then I have like a longer, like a more long-term to-do list of like things that I should do and start early and do it mm-hmm. incrementally. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once I complete the immediate to-do list, I'm like, oh, I can take a break. But then that turns into an extended break and I never get to my extended to-do list, you <sighs> yeah. know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like I've personally never experienced burnout. I, <laughs> I, I know it sounds bad or I mean, I guess it's a good thing actually, but like compared to everyone else, like everyone's like, oh my god, I can't do this anymore. I'm so burnt out. I'm like, I'm re- I could honestly do school for another year, like, and it'd be fine, or just like, without having a big break in between. I mean, spring break is coming up. I'm excited for that, yeah. but you could honestly just delete spring break, and I'd be fine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> at least for no. me. I don't feel like I could have 
live with that spring break this semester. Same. Oh. I feel like if, or in this semester specifically, if spring break didn't exist, I would be falling so far behind. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm basically putting a lot of um, stuff for from like the past couple weeks uh-huh. mm-hmm. to, to spring break to catch up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So. I'm like 300 pages behind in my sociology readings. Oh my God. But it's okay. I, I think I can, I'm not going to dox myself. No, I'm not going to say anything. Do you, do you have to read it to do like assignments and things? I have certain ways of making a good grade in that class. Okay. All, that's oh. all I'll say. That's so all I will say. <laughs> yeah. He's a master at studying sociology. Yeah, <laughs> sociology riz. Is that the incorrect term use no. of the word? Oh, no, okay, sociology riz. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. that works. Yeah, I feel like for me, avoiding burnout comes a lot from doing stuff that's completely unrelated to school, mm-hmm. which is also it. It's kind of it's weird because like obviously I want to catch up on school, mm-hmm. but to to like avoid burning out. I, I just like don't do school stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it's, it's a weird, weird. It's like uh, you need a break from school, but taking like a break kind of gets, sets you back further. And then it's like, like a point of possible or possibility for more burnout. Cause like now you're more yeah. behind, but then the, I feel like that's just like a cycle <laughs> of burnout. Cause then yeah. you're like taking this break, but then you're like set back more. And then you like feel more, even more unmotivated uh-huh. to like, Work, uh, work on that mm-hmm. work. Uh-huh. Wow, but like I feel like I don't know. Maybe, maybe for me, fixing burnout is just like actually getting shit done and like taking a real break mm-hmm. when I have shit done. I think a large part of like how I mitigate burnout or just like completely avoid it has to do with the fact that I'm pre med. So it's like the fear of failure is really, really up there. It's like I do not have, I cannot afford the time to be burnt out. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like, oh shit, if I get burnt out, I'm screwed. Like I'm not going to become a doctor. It's like I'm scared. And also like, I have a, a tendency to compare myself to like everyone else around me. Uh-huh. And like I go to college, like I'm friends with like these two like super massive. Okay, well they're not massive people. But like <laughs> in terms of like pre-meds, like they're like huge like in terms of like how stacked they are it's just crazy so like when I compare myself to them I'm like oh no I'm just not doing enough so I'm always like in that mindset of oh I gotta I need to do better so it's I can never get burnt out actually I guess like about imposter syndrome I feel like I had really bad imposter syndrome around like during high school and maybe for the around like the first semester ish of college Um, and Pre-med definitely, or I'm not pre-med anymore, but it definitely Slayer. contributed to that po- imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of the stress that I used to have coming from school has like overall gone down um, because I guess not, not caring about my grades, but not that I like don't care about my grades completely, but I don't like... Self-work. Yeah. <laughs> They're not... Yeah. They were my self-worth. <laughs> if I didn't have my good grades, I'd be, like, useless. I'd be like, I am I have no place in this world. I, I should just die. 
No, I still, I still kind of feel that way, unfortunately. And I feel like these like values are like kind of self-imposed, and that's awful because I feel like my parents, they know I'm a good student, and so they don't have to worry about me. But then I set these high standards for myself, mm -hmm. and it's like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Well, I guess I like, I, I, I still strive to do to do like my best in the course. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if I if I kept forcing myself to only think and do school, uh -huh. it would definitely take a toll on my mental health mm -hmm. a lot more. Yeah. I see. All right, well, that's burnout. Do you guys <laughs> think we should address another topic now? I don't know. I kind of want to, I did kind of want to talk about like the imposter syndrome. Oh, no, thing. go ahead. Go ahead. Of course, like, of course. That was like, I because like, I feel like I felt like really bad imposter syndrome like throughout my first year because I was like undeclared for that entire time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like oh even even my first semester of sophomore year because I was still undeclared then because I just didn't apply in the f in the spring of my first year and like I don't know I just felt so I felt like loose in the I just felt lost loose in the sauce in the juice yeah I was you about to say that but then like, I was like there's a better I think actually being undeclared was a really smart move on your part. And really? the reason why is because, like, I kind of jumped into college not really knowing what I was getting myself into, right? I didn't prep for, I guess, my major, or not even that, but just, like, for the pre-med life. Mm -hmm. I feel like with you, you kind of, like, just did, like, a general studies thing. So you can kind of figure out really what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And then once you knew what you wanted and what you had to do to do that, mm -hmm. you just jumped right into it. And you're fine. You're doing yeah. good. But there was definitely a huge, like, learning curve for me when I first, like, did biology, but then, like, also realized, like, oh, crap, I have to not only do my major, but balance it on top of all my pre-med recs. Oh. So it's just, like, taking time or even, like, getting a gap year, honestly, to, like, prepare and, like, know where you are and know what you have to do is honestly just amazing. It's the best thing you could do. Honestly, the, the way that you put it, I, I am kind of grateful that I did... I was undeclared for a bit because like I feel like it made me feel more passionate about my major and like I think even though my course load is like hard right now but I'm still like I'm I'm enjoying it because it's like what I really want to do <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah but like <laughs> but I feel like during my first year people would be like oh what's your major oh I, be, I feel so embarrassed to tell them I'm like undeclared because it's like oh I, I kind of, I don't know, like, I think it's a flex. Like, I fucking hate my major biology. <laughs> Are you kidding me? True. Dude, dude, I do not give a shit about evolution. Like, I'm trying to be a doctor, okay? I feel like um, there, there's a very uh, common stereotype where if you tell someone you're a bio major, they're like, oh, you're pre-med. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is, that, that's, like, the general thing. But, you know, what I'm really interested in is chemistry, but I can't. I love chemistry. I literally can't do chemistry because it's too much work to do as a pre-med student. That's why I have to take like some chump major, like freaking biology. <laughs> but no, I don't like biology. I yeah. love chemistry. I love chemistry. It's so good. I don't, I don't have to take any more chem classes, but like I, I miss, I strangely miss Ochem. <gasps> Do it for funsies. I loved Ochem 1 and Ochem 2 is harder, but I love it as well. I had like a really, I feel like it was a silly thought the other day, but I was like, what if I audited like Ochem 2 for fun? You oh, should, if you, you should if you want. Yeah. Just go just to sit in. yeah. One and then of the I don't classes. have to take any of the quizzes or exams and just like learn shit. Are you gonna do the homework still? 
No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're really learning then. You're just kind um, of watching him do shit. Like, I feel like learning comes from practice, you know, from doing I guess. It. I mean, it's like if I have time to do the homework, then I'll do the homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. You know, I actually considered, like, going into, like, Brian's exam room the other day and just taking, <laughs> one, taking the OCHEM 1 exam of spring 2023 just for funsies. But then I was like, wait, well, if I get caught... I'd be, like, expelled or some Would shit. Would they smite so. you? Well, I mean, like, you have to write your name and then yeah. show your EID. Right. So it's like, what am I going to do if, like, what if I wrote, like, a fake name and then when I show the EID, they're like, wait, that doesn't match up. Do I just run? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wait, that would be so, no, that would that would be bad because they'd probably, like, cancel all the exams and then, like, make everyone do a second. It, it yeah. would just be, like, be bad. Mm, there's, a, there's a student that, Enter the exam room. You'd yeah, there's an imposter among us. You'd be public enemy number one. Public enemy number <laughs> one. We have to retake the, the exam. I mean, I guess we can move on to our next topic, if mm-hmm. y'all are ready. Yeah. Which is like, um, like friendships, toxic, like toxic friendships, and how you, like you're supposed, how you feel. I don't know. It's like how how you've dealt with them in the past, or like how you, what you've learned from that, maybe. Mm. I guess it really depends on what friends did i feel like everyone's experience is truly unique mm-hmm. like from for me it was certainly just my my friend wasn't really making the effort to keep up with me and i was making all the effort to keep up with them so i think in that sense it's toxic but you have to understand sometimes that it could be both ways where you're both contributing to that like toxicity for for instance like i personally thought i was being or i didn't realize at the time that i was being a really not a great friend to said person but again he also wasn't being a good friend to me so i feel like communication is key mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I i agree communication is definitely key in a lot like probably all of all relationships right yeah. mm-hmm. friendships or like intimate relationships um i think my i've i've definitely had my fair share of toxic <laughs> it, it kind of just like broke at one point like most of it was good right mm-hmm. and then at a certain point the friendship just like broke apart if mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. so i guess I, I i feel like i got done dirty basically yeah. um but i i did make up with him and mm-hmm. you know we're <laughs> i guess we're like close close friends again mm-hmm. or or something something like that so, oh, I I haven't made up with my person. Yet. <laughs> Although I think we're on good terms still. Like I, I say hi to him if I see him around. He says hi to me, hi to me as well. Like it's it's okay. Yeah. I think being having civility is also like a good thing. Yeah, like you don't have to be like friends. Don't be friends, but still be nice. Yeah. Depends on what they did to you though. But that like. That is true. <laughs> but I mean, in my case, like I can just be civil and it's, it's okay. What about you, Christine? Do you have any? Um, I okay. In my friend group in high school, there I used to be friends with this person, mm-hmm. and she was kind of like. She's kind of. Uh, there are times where it's like kind of like, it was hard to be around her because it was like you know those negative people, and it's like it's kind of it's like they don't mean to be negative, but they kind of like suck the energy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. It's like sometimes it just gets really hard to be around that person, and like, mm. it's not like I like no. It's like it's not like I I didn't really I didn't like ghost her, but it's like I always like tried to accommodate for like the, 
the negative energy, but it was just it would just get tiring, and mm-hmm. like stuff went stuff went down, and it was like kind of really bad, and like to be on, and like it just wasn't good at all, and like I don't know, we kind of just like cut things mm-hmm. off with it. It was really like a natural cut off. It was just like a mutual. I'm not talking to you anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not talking to each other. But yeah. sometimes I still see her and her boyfriend in like public, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't I know don't. you. But I like, uh, but yeah. I don't know. It's just I guess, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I tend to with toxic friends. I tend to like try to accommodate for like the bad vibes that may be happening, mm-hmm. and I like it's like I try to like. Hang on to this friendship, cause like, like even if it's like, I I don't know. I know the feeling. It's yeah. like they're they're not good for you, and it's like not Mm-mm. a good friendship. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like I try to cling on to that, and it's like I try to. It's cause I feel like a lot of us have the tendency to cling on to what we love about that person. We cling on to a past that we used to have. Yeah. I think that's how it happens, and it it becomes bad when you know both sides don't communicate what's going on. And things just kind of fester like an infection from there. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of which, what do you guys think is like a really <laughs> toxic trait, or do you guys have any oh. toxic traits of your own? I can share one. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, well. Oh God, this is bad. Why well, I can't. Be <laughs> it's like the fact that you're acknowledging it. It's something that I'm working on. Okay. It's my. It was my New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I have a tendency of like kind of ranting or talking about people behind their backs, not really in a bad way, but just like always talking about how they irritate me. And it, it's something that I realize I do a lot, particularly around my, my friends. I don't know if they mind it or not. I never ask if they mind for I should, because not everyone's emotionally available to hear all that, that spinach, you know? Um, I feel like, yeah, I, part of it is, I don't, I, I don't know, would you say it's toxic, Brian? Well, there's a difference between like venting and like talking shit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's definitely a line between the two. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can't really vent too much about one particular person, can you? Is that toxic? Uh, uh, I feel like you can like vent about a person, but like it turns into talking shit when you're like just, just like talking about them behind their back and like not trying to fix things. Yeah. Mm, I okay. Agree. Okay. I think in that case, I should be fine because with this person, um, I've definitely communicated things before in the past, so mm-hmm. it should be fine. Well, as long as, like, I don't diss them for just being human. I diss them. Or, okay, okay, it's not that I diss them. <laughs> More like, with other friends, I kind of, like, call out what they do that, like, kind of bothers me. So, like, I kind of dress it in my head and then figure out a solution for how to deal with it later. I think that's what I do. Yeah. Because I think it is good to, like, talk about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a big theme of communication here. <laughs> Brian, well, any toxic traits of your own? I guess, I guess, um, on the, on the communication actually, I I would say one of the things that I should definitely work on is like, reaching out to more people. Like, oh, I'm bad at that. Literally just thinking of that. Oh, oh, you're you're gonna say the yeah. same thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I'm pretty. I don't I don't know if I'm like bad. I just don't have like a. A reference point mm-hmm. of how how good I should be, but I do mm-hmm. feel like it is something that I should work on with, I guess, my my high school friends and even friends like here, 
at college. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, it, it's I shouldn't use it as an excuse, but since I commute, um, it, it can be hard to to reach out to people spontaneously. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess like making plans, I'd have to put in more effort like yeah. ahead of time, just like uh-huh. asking when they're free. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's definitely something that I should work on. Yeah. Do you ever feel bad about reaching out? Um, I you feel... shouldn't, right? Like you shouldn't ever have to feel bad. But like, is that a sign that it's like not a good relationship if you feel kind of bad for reaching out? Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like I I would feel bad if there there's one person that's putting in the effort and I'm not. Um, I know that one. But I I don't think it's bad if you, like, You gotta start somewhere, right? Someone has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, for me, I'm just, like, very comfortable with, like, the, like, maybe, like, the four core people that I hang out Mm -hmm. on campus. So then it's, like, there, there are people that I'm friends with, like that go to my school. That I do, that it's been a long time since I've like talked or hang out, hung out with them. But it's like, it's like I feel like it's been such a long time that it's like I feel like what I I have these like um thoughts about like oh what if they oh what if they like don't want to hang out with me? It's cause like I don't know, cause it's like a mutual both like not um reaching out uh-huh. but it's not like we're on bad terms it's just like we're not that close but i do so i do miss them and it's like i want to reach out but, but like, in a way you're afraid that they'll say yes and then you don't you don't know what to do is it like that it's like no it's like what if they like don't actually want to hang out with me but they say yes anyway yeah i don't know you see the thing is like so many people are people pleasers like they they do things to make other people feel good when they don't really want to do it and i think we should all just take it upon ourselves to be much more honest like you don't want to hang out, just say you don't want to hang out. Yeah, I mean, I will say, well, I I probably wouldn't feel uncomfortable reaching out to someone I haven't talked to in a while, cause over, <laughs> over okay over winter break though, I I reached out to one of my friends who I haven't seen in like probably a year, and I guess like we we met up and we we just hung out as if you know like no time had passed, which I think is. Um, I think that's something like I like to to believe in. I guess or not believe in, but you you know you know what I mean. I like to think <laughs> that anyone, even if I don't reach out to any of my friends, I I like I can like easily reach out to them during the mm-hmm. summer oh. or spring, and like it it would feel just normal. Oh wait, so just to clarify, like this was a person that you didn't really even keep up with, like via texts or anything for an yeah. entire year. Just like just like oh god, okay, like. Dead water, or they're just out of the blue, like, hey, let's hang out. Yeah, yeah. what? Like, we haven't talked in a while. Let's hang out. Yeah, that scares me. I wouldn't. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like about for some reason, I feel like with certain people, it's like if I haven't talked to you in a while, and like suddenly I have to be put in front of you, it's like the only thing that's connecting us now is our history, right? I don't really know what to say with you now. It's like but I'm scared it'll be a dry conversation just and it'll be awkward. Yeah, the thing is, if you haven't talked to someone in that long. That just means you just have like that much more to talk about. Yeah. I see. Um, I don't know. My life isn't interesting. <laughs> no, I have no hobbies. I like to study, 
<laughs> I oh, just like suffer in like the pre-med life. Like I don't, I don't know if that's a lot to talk about. Start showing them pictures of your dog. Oh, hmm. I do love my dog. Yeah, basically, you know, talking talk about like anything, yeah. everything. Like shows you've been watching. Yeah. Oh, I see. But I, yeah, I do think that I have like a handful of people I can do that with, and I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I was uh, recently. I've been thinking about reaching out because, like, I've I've run into like a lot of older friends, and I'm like, it's been a really long time, and like, yeah. But I did have this question. I was like, okay, I actually wrote it down because like I needed to like clear it up in my brain before asking y'all, so it wouldn't be confusing. Okay. But it's like, would you still be friends with someone who has done your close friend dirty, even if they haven't done you dirty? It really depends on what they do. Um, they've done your close friend dirty. Like, I'd probably go up to that, to like my friend and be like, hey, like what you did was messed up, uh-huh. right? Like I would tell it to them straight, but like, I don't know if it really affects me, so should I be bothered by it? Like I'm bothered by the fact that they did that. I think, like, okay. Well, wait, did, did you have any? No, you can go. I think it, it's like very, it is very situational, uh-huh. but yeah. if if it's like a repeating pattern, oh, then then I would be more concerned because like there there can be like one time yeah. things that happen and that's like fine, but mm-hmm. if if there's like a common denominator and things keep happening after the first time to several of their friends, then I would be like <laughs> <laughs> I would be I would be a little concerned. Yeah. I see, because it, it just kind of shows, like, oh, so that's, like, your character. That's, yeah. like, how yeah. you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, toxic trait <laughs> revealing right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I agree with that. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't... I don't... It really depends on the degree of what they've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was, like, oh, I murdered, like, my friend. Or <laughs> not I, but, like... <laughs> okay, I'm not saying I did anything. Like, if my friend, like, freaking murdered, like my best friend's mom or something, I'd be like, okay, cool, never see you again, right? Yeah. But it was just kind of like, oh, like, they just stopped talking to them, like, out of the blue, like, okay, well, that's, like, their personal problem. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. What so. if, like, the the other friend talk shit about your friend? The other friend talk shit about your friend? I'd but they probably... didn't talk shit about you. Oh. Hmm. I would probably be like, hey, like, just you know, like I'm pretty good friends with this person. I don't appreciate the fact that you're talking about them in this way. Mm-hmm. But then again, it also it's like situation like what are they talking about? Are they just talking shit in general? Or are they complaining about something that person's done? You know, like you got to consider those things That's as well. True. Yeah, I feel like it's okay. I feel like I haven't run into a situation like that though. In so really? Long. Yeah, I don't think I, I have. It, I feel so separated from like all the drama that you. That I don't. I, I can't even think of any like good examples right now because like I I, I feel like yeah. we're really removed from drama. Yeah, I'm a very yeah. like not dramatic person. Like even in high school, I was kind of known as like the angel because like I had no like issues with anyone. Asides asides from like very like petty mm-hmm. <laughs> disagreements between which of course were not my fault <laughs> in any way. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think since our I feel like our friend group like doesn't really interact or it's it's not very big yeah so not a lot of stuff happens. i feel like we we like it like we we match 
each other very well. So it's like not a lot of like that kind of conflict happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was a bad question. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a it was it was a pretty pretty good question. Do we have any more stuff to cover? Oh, coping mechanisms. Yeah, that's so what like, you brought that's, up. Yeah, that was the one that I proposed. So like, when you guys like get out of like a bad relationship, either with a significant other or like with a friend, you know, like you guys feel devastated, right? Well, it depends on your, how close you were, but like in my case, like I was kind of devastated and yeah. I'm sure you guys have all had a similar kind of situation where you felt like a piece of you was missing and you kind of like hoped, there's there's like a time in your life where you kind of hope like, oh, I hope this person can like come back into my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like fulfill that joy that I used to have but I feel like sometimes you just, you just got to accept the fact that, you know, you guys were not meant to be. Yeah. Um, it takes a long time. I feel like a good way of really coping is just kind of talking to others, you know, mm -hmm. like expressing how you feel. Although, be careful because no, not everyone wants to hear what you have to <laughs> say. Um, you got to be very careful with that. But find someone who is willing to take the time to listen to you, hear you out. And just honestly be patient with yourself. Um, it's it's a long, hard, grueling, sad process, but you know, and in the end, you feel like a new person and you learn a lot from it. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, in terms of getting over like a, a friendship or a relationship, I think a lot of people have, they, they set expectations for, for what they think, when or what should happen. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I think I should be setting myself up or I should get over this person at this time and honestly I think it just comes when you don't really think about it exactly you, know? you um, just need to like feel it you have to like feel those raw emotions yeah yeah and, like talk it out with someone how do you guys know when you're not over someone uh that's hard I think for me it's when you see that person and you suddenly get like a really sinking feeling in your stomach. Yeah. That's when you know like you're still like not over that. Uh -huh. Like when, yeah. you f when, yeah. when you see them like just out of the blue, like you didn't expect to see them. And like you really want to talk to them, but then you also remember like why your, your relationship ended. You just feel like it's literally like this really like deep hole that you feel. Yeah. It, it's like, like and like your, your heart rate goes up and everything. You're like, oh my God. And... It's it's hard to process, but I mean, I feel like to listeners who like haven't really had this kind of experience, you won't know it until you feel it. But like, it's there. It's it's a really big thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was a big indicator for me. But I think once you reach that point where like you can just see that person and just like say hi, mm -hmm. and then just walk away, not even think about them after that. I think that's when you know like you're done with them. Yeah. 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 I agree. There's. I don't think there's like a. Uh, a time or expectation mm -hmm. or like yeah. year month or whatever for for that everyone should get should over get someone. over yeah mm -hmm. but when for me I think I just realized it when I was completely indifferent to, to what happened mm -hmm. um, and I just you know I, I was like Sure. I, at that point, it was essentially a clean slate, mm -hmm. and I was fine with my friendship going in either direction, mm. right? Like, not seeing them anymore or become friends with them. I like, I it didn't matter to me, and that's how I knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I feel like when you're like getting over that person, it's like really important to like, like still manage to do like the small things. It's like to keep you going forward and not stuck in that hole of mm-hmm. like sad. It's like, cause I feel like when you're like grieving over like this person not being in your life anymore, it's hard and like you're just sad and it's like, you're like, I don't know, you're like oh, reminiscing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole like rain cloud like over your head. <laughs> like reminiscing of how they were in your life mm-hmm. but I think it's still important to like do the, like the small things to like keep yourself going forward I agree like yeah still like still going out to the gym if you do that I don't go out to the gym <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait I know some people like isolate themselves when they feel bad but like you know a part of a, a big part of like getting over something or just like learning to be happy on your own yeah it's just like just living your life without that person, like doing everything you want to do just on your own or like with other people. Like you don't need that person to do it or to be happy. Yeah. yeah. Talk with other people. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah. You you got to put energy into people who are willing to put energy into you. Yeah. That's good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lesson I didn't realize until literally just months ago or a few months ago. Um, yeah. Find someone that will like teach you that lesson too it's yeah. amazing good friends mm-hmm. um well i guess that's all that's all there is for yeah. for this episode mm-hmm. um and that was deep that was <laughs> some really deep, deep podcast yeah. segment it was, it was good, good very uh, good philosophical mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you got to have a comedy segment someday <laughs> or have you already had a comedy segment well most of our i feel like most of our because <laughs> like episode. i'm kind of known as being a good joker so like, i was kind of hoping I'd be like really funny, but I ended, I ended up being like really deep in yeah. this. Like, yeah, I guess a serious segment is needed at times, and this is the one. Yeah, I think we have kind of. I think our podcast is a little goofy yeah. for the most a part, little which is fun. Goofy. A little goofy. Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess that's a uh, that's our, our segment, podcast. our podcast, our episode on on burnout and friendships. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah. We'll we'll see you guys. I'll be back. In the next episode, maybe Mm -hmm. we'll have some special guests because spring break is coming around and people are coming home. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. right, Bye-bye. Bye.